Good morning, boys. Hey, Chief. Chris, how are you, mate? Good, mate. Yourself? Cameron. Good morning. We're taking a very firm direction now. Uh, the one wisdom seems to have taken off very well, but we are now going to aim to become the spin busters. I thought if we are in sales, we can actually look at things that happens on a week-to-week basis and see when people are trying to spin it. And our job is going to be spin bust them. We are going to be known as the spin busters. We're going to have a look at um, what is it that they try and do and divert attention away mm. from yeah, the reality. Right. Yep. Also, at the same time, we're going to try and link it to a combination of either of lessons we get out of that yep. we can use, or we can show the techniques that they've been using to spin it or what they've been doing. I think that um, when you look at the reality and all the garbage that is floating out there on the social media, Nowadays, people believe that their opinion is more truthful than facts. I think we, we need to react now. We, yeah. we need to make a stand. That's going to be our job. And that also means that, you know, we, we're still talking about our wines. We still do all this stuff. Even with our garbage, we'll, we'll try and, and steer people in the day, maybe not so wrong direction. I won't <laughs> say right, because sometimes we'll stuff up too. But the one thing that i like us to really be doing now is to open the road to different perspectives yeah. for people. Yeah. There's definitely too much left versus right or one side of the fence or the other that goes on and you can't blame people because the amount of stuff that comes out that is centred on one side of an argument is, I mean, that's all anyone does. That's all the media yeah. does and at all. So well, That's right. The media is usually going towards one side or the other. It's, it's so dangerous, mate. The lack of critical thinking in the world at the moment is – and there's nothing, absolutely nothing wrong with being open to all – sides of an argument so you can make an informed decision Absolutely. and uh yeah we've raved on about it during the corona stuff over here we yep. we i think we raved on about it during the bushfires yeah every time something major seems to happen there's two sides to it which are yeah just so aggressive towards each other that the other side can't possibly be right and that's i don't think that's right you know we've yep. had some pretty firm opinions on it but there've also been opinions that are you know taking a bit from column A and a bit from column B. There, there is a third column in there, which is the middle ground, and I don't think that's, that's right. looked at enough. So Yeah, but I, I want to go even further than that. I um, Just a few weeks ago, I was talking to a lady, and it was about George Bell when uh, he, he's, he actually walked free. Right. And it's a very polarising subject. This lady had gone on social media and, and writing chapters uh, about it, you know? And I made a call to her. I said, what... On what basis are you telling me that what you know is the truth? And she said, it's just a gut feel. I feel it in my gut. I, I just don't know whether we can go out there and really judge people on gut feel. Yeah. And, and I think that these are things that we're going to have to do. And that's what I said. Your opinion or your gut feel can't be more truthful than facts. Mm. And, mate... The three of us, we've got no idea about facts, but at least we try on a <laughs> weekly basis to do a lot of research Just before we do that so that we can say, here it is. Like even to do today's podcast, we, 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 we're saving all our research and all our research are going to go into, into an archive so that we, if we, we ever have to discuss with someone, we say, well, it's coming from here. Yep. I mean, even uh, at home, I'm, I'm trying to watch Fox News if it comes to uh, American South Fox News and CNN because I know the two of them are totally opposite. Mm, yeah. And so then afterwards, it's up to me to really use my intelligence and find out, you know, right, that was a spin. Uh, that is not true. Mm. That you know, and, and I think it's important that we do this. That's a responsibility of us when we come up with opinions, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. 
Because we can change people. Then imagine if your mother, that opinion can change your entire family. Mm, that's true. And, and if that opinion is crap, how do you know? I'm not making a stance here on whether that piece of information is right or not because I didn't do enough research on that, right? But that, that was a very good case just to study. All right, so what's the why we're going to start with this week? We're starting with the Hamera, are we? The Hamera, okay. Ah, I thought we were starting with Chriso. So we've been doing Hamera for the last couple of podcasts because they were kind enough to send us some wines to, to test. Hamera is the god of day. Light, Goddess. yeah. The wines come from the part of the winery that the sun hits first in the in the morning. So anyone who wants a bit more information, we've covered it pretty extensively in the previous podcast. So yep. jump on. Um, they are doing us a solid. Anyone who is interested in trying some of their wines can get on their website, use the code WISE20 for a 20% discount. Of six bottles. You do right? have to buy six bottles, yeah. But, yeah, uh, but who, still who buys discount. one bottle of wine? Right. So, yeah, that's, <laughs> um, that's appetizer. Still a good discount. So, yeah, we'd like to shout out to Rachel Duncan for uh, sending us the wines. And um, I know for a fact a couple of our people have jumped on and looked at purchasing or purchase. So let's rip And if in. they don't now, we, we've now gone to the next level with our wine and wisdom. We've got our own Facebook page. Yeah, so if uh, you, you want to uh, Get, keep uh, up with what we're doing yeah. and don't want to track it through the iTunes or Spotify, um, We've got a Facebook page up and running. It'll be full steam ahead in the very near future. Um, jump on, give it a like, and uh, try some of the wines. Let's, let's do it. All right, that's good. So let's try that one, man. Woo, what a, what's happened this week? So I, this one, sorry, this one's the uh, 2017 Cab Sav from Hermira. Um, yeah, let's go. Thanks, mate. What's happened this week? And America's on fire, isn't it? Uh, it's on fire for sure. It's a big... Uh, so, obviously, the uh, biggest thing, and uh, we are now in the eight days of uh, riot. Uh, seven days. Seven days of riot. So, George Floyd, what a story. Yeah. What a tragedy. Something that was, could have been avoided, but, uh, yeah, an yeah, absolute Let's tragedy. try this before we rip into a Yeah, blues, absolutely. Smell that. Cheers, oh. boys. Cheers. Let's go... Oh, that's good. Oh, dooly. That's nice. Okay, that cup have maybe... It's not bad. I have to put some uh, personal order for this too. Mm. Put a few away. Let me ask you this before we get into the serious stuff. In Australia, do we drink more red wine, white wine or sparkling wine? Sparkling. What's your bet? I would say, I would say sparkling or white. Sparkling. I'll go white. I'll go, I'll go white. Yeah, I know. I've <laughs> fenced it up. We're going to be. Yeah, I'll go no, white. No, we're going to be unbiased for the I'll whole podcast. White. You're going white. I'm going to go white. TL. Sparkling. Sparkling. White wine is the most popular wine in the country. Yeah. Of all domestic wine sales, white wine gets 45 percent. Red wine gets 40. Sparkling 11 percent. Wow. That's good. That's why that I shows why I'm the people's <laughs> champion because I'm always bringing a white. I know what the people want. That's my wine anecdote for today, boys. Okay. White wine, the most popular. It's funny because every party I have, mate, they all, especially the ladies, they all stick to the champagne and they don't leave until there's nothing left. <laughs> it's probably, that's probably, a, 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 I reckon if we went who, uh, 
between male and female who drinks the most wine, that's probably going to be an indicator there because if men are outweighing the women, then that's why sparkling... Where's, your so- where's the source of your information? Uh, f- I don't have the uh, website in front of me, but it was, it was a reliable Google, a Google source. Google okay, all right. <laughs> I, better, I better make a note and check it on that. It was a reliable uh, Google source because mm. everything we find on Google is reliable. Absolutely. If it's on the internet, it must be true. <laughs> all that's right, so let's get on to George Floyd here. Right. Because we haven't got that much time. What do you know? Very average. What we know for a fact is that a police officer killed an unarmed black man. Had his knee on his neck for nine minutes after, and there was two other police officers. Three called, others. There was a group of four. Yeah, but there's two others kneeling on kneeling on him at the same time, holding him to the ground. Yeah, video is horrendous, isn't it? Yeah. You, have you watched the video? I've watched the whole thing. I've seen uh, um, the videos horrendous. Stills of it. So, yeah. someone called the cops on him for using a fraudulent check. Twenty dollar note, um, money. That's what I heard. It was supposed to be a counterfeit twenty dollar note. Yeah, that's correct. They arrested him, uh, pinned him to the ground. One guy in particular put his knee in the middle of his neck and held it there, for, as we said, for nine minutes yep. while the guy died. Yep. Despite the attention of its its act, I mean, I know before the the world of smartphones and uh, everyone having a recording device on them, all this stuff must have gone on. But I, oh, mate, watching that. Yeah. Surrounded by people telling him to get off him. You know, the bloke's pleading for his life and just no fucks given. It was unbelievable. Yeah, but here's to me the first spin uh, or or the first real logical thing. A guy goes in to buy a packet of cigarettes, right? He gives 20 bucks. Let's imagine he gave a fake 20 bucks. Wouldn't he leave the scene? Now, this guy sits in his car and has a discussion with his friend, right? Exactly the in front of the shop where he apparently has used the 20 bucks, right. counterfeit. So, mate, a little bit of logic and intelligence would have told you that maybe this guy didn't even know what happened, that he got conned with the 20 bucks and he's using it, right? So that was a little bit of garbage yeah. that we should have really seen. Now, number two, boys, did you know, first there was two officers that turned up. Why? Because the attendant has exaggerated too by saying, the guy's pissed and blah, 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 and he's not, not wanting to return the, the packet of cigarettes because the attendant walked to the car. So this guy is walking to the car. I mean, so it's like, what, I'm, I'm using counterfeit money and now I'm going to wait until we pick up a fight? until we pick a fight. So he doesn't go anywhere. Then they had a bit of uh, an argument because the officer now has pulled George out of the car. He gets handcuffed. And from that moment on, you could see he's not resisting. He's not, he's starting to have troubles already. He's telling them. Then you have the guy, the cop who put his knee on his neck. He turned up in the second car. Wow. He turned up with his uh, mate too, uh, must be Chinese or something, and and Tu Tao and him, they come over. Then there's a third car that arrives, and by this time now the the camera, the CCT camera that is taking the shot, can't see it clearly. Today you've got videos on every damn phone, so mm. thank God we had people like this because uh, that's when they found out exactly what happened. Uh, I think first time when I saw his death, I said, hold on, that, that's not one guy. That's four guys doing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the Chinese Tao, he was pick, trying to pick fight 
with others. Mm. You know, the bystanders that were saying, come on, he, he's struggling, let him go. He, he was really trying to pick a fight. And I think that, you know, when you make a decision just to have one cop, when all four have been involved, I think that was a big start to something wrong. We're going to get into the narratives that are being played out, but there is, from what I've seen, a big push for all four cops to get in trouble. I mean, they all got fired, but only one's been charged with murder at the moment. Yep. Um, I think if they want any hope of stopping what's going on over there, all four are going to have to go. Yep. Um, the spin's been interesting. You mentioned earlier that Fox and CNN, how opposite are they? It's oh, crazy, yeah, man, when you... It's absolutely crazy when you look, and they were the two sources I pretty much went to. I tried to read some articles from the Guardian, but they're way too they're too crackpot for me. I, there's an article in the Guardian likening the uh, torching of cars and the looting of stores to no different. To some people break windows when they're trying to escape a fire. It's not that bad. The damage yeah. isn't that bad. There's but some yeah, some media outlets forget it. But uh, I think one of the things we're also missing on it is some of the reaction come from the delay in the repercussions to the policeman. Mm -hmm. It wasn't until three or four days after his passing, after yeah. this happened, yeah. that they actually stood down three of them, sacked three of them, and charged the other one for third-degree murder. Why did that take so long? And I think that th that was one of the reactions from the public, is that why did it take so long? It's obvious there's footage there. You know, you don't need more than 24 hours to look into it and say, okay, you three guys have done the wrong thing. You know, whether, four guys, four guys. Sorry, four <coughs> guys. And then to stand them down three or three and a half days later, it's, it's wrong. Well, it's common across everything, mate. You're not going to do anything unless you think you're going to get caught, which is seems to yeah, be a systemic I, I, issue I, there, I would probably even say further, you know, I mean, we spoke about these things in our podcast before about human nature. Uh, I was studying the human nature of this Tao uh, roaming around. And I reckon these two are into a game of picking fight. They, I think that there's there's a huge abuse of power uh, between uh, Chauvin, Derek Chauvin, who who who, who was the uh, policeman who killed uh, George, and uh, Tu Tao, and you could you could almost see how Tu was enjoying this and see how far they were going to go without killing someone, right? And I, I would say that they do that because you you look at his stance when when people going to s tell him certain things you know i mean i know people who are in the police and my own brother he's a policeman in in belgium he runs about six or seven stations and he hasn't had a complaint this chauvin you you look at his his records he's got 17 complaints yeah well there you go how can a guy who's received 17 complaints still stay in the police he has not been charged but he has killed someone and he's been involved in, I think, into three shootings. Two has got six complaints through his record. Actually graduated in 2009, I think. He was laid off, not shortly after. So we don't know what it is. I haven't got into that. And apparently in 2012, they got him back. Yeah, right. Here's the problem. So those are the things that um, probably are making things very difficult. Is that you, if, if you start in an organization by having the wrong people. You know, we spoke about this in, in, in previous podcasts. Yep. Better people make better old blacks. I think if you're going to have a, a person who's going to be a law enforcement officer, you need to have someone who cares, someone who really wants to bring justice and do the right thing by the community. 
you can see that with some of the other policemen in some other states are actually getting out there and, and saying, let's turn this in from a protest to a parade and make it about someone's life, not about a tragic death. I celebrate someone's life. And everyone rallied around him and, and a couple of the policemen um, joined in the parade and it was a peaceful parade. In other places where um, they were taking one knee, a lot of the other policemen joined in. Again, it was appreciated by them, by the protesters. But there's a fine line between the protesters and the rioters. I think there's a few out there wanting to do the right thing and protest for the right reason. Yeah. And I think there's a lot out there just taking advantage of the situation. And I think that's where we get um, caught up in this. It's not a it, it's not a violent protest. That is a right. And that's the way I, I, I look at it anyway. Yeah. What Thomas is saying is that it's been mostly put down to a, an issue of race, but oh. I shouldn't say but after that because clearly there's races playing mm-hmm. a part in this, right? But if you're hiring the wrong people to begin with, mm-hmm. which is where Thomas is heading, where we've spoken about before, you have no chance regardless of someone who's – you don't know if those two guys, if those two police are having a, a – pissing competition to see who can do the most damage without getting it. Does it happen if it's only a black man or does it? Is that their mentality to Wherever life in general, you know? Um, my, and, and, you know, I've seen the same videos with the sheriff getting up saying, let's turn this into a parade and things have got to change. But what's got to change? Yes, racism 100% has to change, but obviously the system that they've got as far the as... The culture re- within the police The force. recruitment culture that they've Absolutely. got over there. I mean, what sort of checks are they doing on the mental capacity of the guys they're giving these guns to? I mean, I sent. I don't know if you watched the video I sent you last night, but that was another one, man, where I was sat there going, what? There's a guy with an automatic rifle that's got get fucked engraved, or you're fucked, engraved into the side of it. Yeah, right. Shooting a kid who's crawling on the ground to him after he's been told to crawl along the ground. Like, massive issues over there, yeah. and it's being... It's being portrayed as a race race issue on one side and then the other side is just portraying it as criminals who are trying to find a new shirt at Target and that's that's where you get from um, the difference between CNN and Fox. Like I, I looked through all Fox's headlines for the first two pages today on the internet and it was all damage here, damage this, riders here, riders burn this, not one mention of the movement or the death of the... of George Floyd, and then I, you know, you switch over to CNN, and it was all the movement, this, the march here, the protest here. Not yep. one mention of damage, the fire, fire, and the looting yep. and the thieving and the stealing. So there's a, a deliberate, a, a deliberate each. agenda yep. from each side to that's their spin, isn't it? To completely that's their ignore, spin, so that they can actually sell it to their audience. Um, to completely ignore a massive, massive chunk of it. You've got the Fox who are who are classed as Donald Trump people over there only focusing on the destruction and then you've got the the left side which is CNN only focusing on the uh, human rights cause that yep. started all this um, so no one can get a balanced view and it, it leads to everyone being on on the opposite side and then you've got yeah, that's that, right. that you got that breeds more right. hate that breeds that's more it. hate because the next thing to come, and it happened in the Rodney King riots in LA, mate, it's shop owners coming out, getting on their roofs with automatic guns and shooting anyone who's going to loot their stores, and they've seen it all before. Yep. But, yeah, so how deep do they go? And it, it, it can't just be race. There's a systemic problem right, with authority right over there. there. You're right there. And I think <coughs> first, I think we have to look at, the, you know, what training are these policemen? What's the common operating procedure for these policemen when they're detaining someone? Is it to 
put your knee on their neck for 10 minutes. If that's the case, that needs to change immediately. And they need to, you know, uh, train their, their, their officers more eff effectively, efficiently to handle that. Does it take the four officers that were there to take one man down? I mean, I think those things need to be looked at immediately. I think you can't imagine there's so many different sides to this and you've got to be really careful that we stay in the middle because... Yeah, you don't want to come off as passing off the race version of anything. Absolutely. But imagine being a, uh, I'd hate in a country be. where everyone's allowed to have a gun. Imagine being the only officer called to respond to a situation. Yep. Imagine the pressure. You're petrifying. Oh, mate. So I've got no – like you know for a fact that at some point some people are getting shot just because of the pressure of the situation yep. as well. I just can't fathom the deepness of the racism over there. It's not something I understand. We are not immune in Australia from it. Yep. That's something I want to be really clear on pointing out. We've had, we've got our own scars from that. There's 432 were up to uh, Indigenous deaths in custody. And so we're not immune over here in Australia, but I just can't imagine you try and put yourself in the shoes of the people that are there. So here's a cop kneeling on a guy's neck. Is he kneeling on his neck going, I'm going to kill this black fuck? Or is he kneeling on his neck going, I'm a hero, I'm a police officer, you can't tell me what to do? Where Where is the, the issue there? Because I just can't imagine you doing it in a, in a world where you know you're getting recorded. He knows there's everyone's yep. standing there with their phone, they're telling him. And he's like, fuck it, I'm doing it anyway. I just can't, I can't. I've tried over the last few days to come to terms with that sort of mentality and what's going on over there and I just can't put myself there. I just can't, no matter what you think about a person or a... What sort of world or environment over there where they think there's any possibility of it being okay to do what they did? Yeah. I don't know. <clears throat> Listen, it has to have some element of racism, right? Yeah, um, 100%. Let's imagine that you're restraining a guy. Why would you still keep your knee on the guy when the paramedics are on site right next to you? <laughs> they're, they're pulling the, uh, what is it? The stretcher. They, they're pulling it out and the cop is still... On his neck. Yeah. Come on. This is where you're going to have to look for things uh, as reality. We spoke about this earlier. As a leader in a small business like we are, we have to be able to look at things for the way they are, not worse than they are, not better. Then afterwards we have to make things better. Yeah. So here you can watch it yourself and you can ask yourself the question, is that a normal behavior? that when the stretcher is open right next to now George Floyd, for you to still keep your knee on George's neck. So you hate black people that much that you're still doing that or are you just a psychopath? That's 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 a question, that's, isn't it? So I, I'm not saying, you know, what I, goes through his head. Maybe I'm not denying the race. Like I, I think race is a massive part of it, but I just can't. My brain doesn't work that way. So I, I for, for me, I think it's a, uh, a cocktail, boys. Uh, to me, there's a cocktail between racism. I think there's a cocktail between injustice, prejudice, abusive power from the police force. I think also from the COVID-19 loss of jobs and self-isolation. People are going a little bit crazy. And there's also human nature. I, I think that's a huge cocktail that got America to exactly the state they are today, and the state that they've been pointing the finger at with Hong Kong and what's happened and other parts of, of the country or what happened in France uh, last year. I mean, it's, there's a lot of things in this cocktail. So we just spoke about the, the, the racism. I think it's very visceral for the African-American. 
I think that for the African American to see a knee on mm. someone's neck like this and then killing mm. them when they've got both hands handcuffed, mm. <laughs> I think it has to bring them back through the DNA to the days of slavery, mm. yeah. 100%. right? Where where the master could decide about life and death just because they didn't f- they felt like it. Um, so it, it was straight to the heart. And they've, they've been left with literally no other option. There's a guy, I don't know, if you guys know who Colin Kaepernick is? No. So Colin Kaepernick was the quarterback for the San Francisco 49ers. He took them to a Super Bowl. He wasn't one of the greats, but he was still playing. In 2016, he decided in a, in a trial before the season started to not stand for the national anthem. Right. And the reason he did it was for exactly what happened to George Floyd. He was trying to make a stance against police brutality, against black men. Yep. And he finished half of the 2016 season, hasn't played a game since. This is a guy who'd just been to a Super Bowl because you talk about spin, what what the majority of uh, NFL owners and what the majority of the right-wing media put on it was that he was disrespecting veterans. You don't... because he's, he's, He started the kneel down for the national anthem movement. He was the first guy. All he wanted to do was stop what happened to George Floyd. He lost millions and millions and millions of dollars, but he didn't give up. And the majority of team owners in the NFL are white, and they ran him out of the game. Yeah, right. Gone. How's he looking now? They've been left with no option but to go protest. But And, of course, when you – the anger, like seeing one of your – your people getting murdered like that on national TV, they've, they've literally been left with no other option. They've had the highest level of sports star try and do it peacefully and try and raise awareness and try and say this isn't good enough. He lost his career. Yep. Super Bowl losing quarterback, but to get to, mate, no mug. And then Nike did a promo with him saying, and I can't remember the line he used. I wish I'd, I'd brought it here. But yeah, but that, that's about sport. Like I said, we need to stay on cue, boys. We are on George Floyd here. This it would be very wrong to steal this moment on, on, on the conversation this of George. why he did it. Though. I think that George has, uh, I, I, it, he really hit me as a father because I was thinking how many mothers would have cried because that was one of his last words was mama. I mean, this is sad stuff, right? Uh, and... I can't breathe. I can't breathe. Please, he uh, he begged them. Please let. Me. And then the uh, uh, Derek Chauvin said to him, "You gonna get up in the in in the car?" He says, "Yes, I'll get up in the car. Just get off my 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 back and my my neck so I can." Yeah. They still didn't move. They still didn't move. You know, I I think we we talking about the stuff. I I I I don't understand people taking stands. I understand peeping people now coming out and saying this, but I think that. We're not going to be like the news. This moment here is to remember that a man who has done probably nothing has been not a victim, but he is actually one of how many that happened on the day, on the night, that didn't have a camera on them. That's right. And I think that was part of the tinderbox that's happened with the riots is that it had happened quite a lot in recent months. Um, and it's, it wasn't just black men. There was a couple of black women that had been killed in their own homes through illegal drug searches and so forth. Um, and you touched on it before at, at a time in America where people are out of work, people are forced to stay home, they're forced to separate themselves from each other. Um, so there's a lot of pent-up frustration and anger out there towards a lot of things. So this would have just ignited it all. At yeah. all. So people would have come out. Um, 
and probably a, with the wrong agenda. A lot of people come out with the wrong agenda, uh, but those coming out to support um, George Floyd, well, unfortunately, those three policemen need to four policemen need to answer for that. Yeah, but those four are not uh, the only ones, and I, I think that there's a bit of an issue. Uh, I think that the police abuse of authority and power is going to have to be something that we need to stop, even over here in Australia. I think all over the world it has to have, but. We, we, I want to talk a little bit about this from the uh, Stanford prison experiment. I don't know whether you remember that experiment where they had people who on one side had to pretend to be prison officer and, then, and, and, and see their behavior. And the experiment that was supposed to go for two weeks actually had to be stopped because they killed some, someone who was innocent because they, they took it seriously. Uh, from a, a bystander that was just going into an experiment and they knew it was an experiment, they took it very serious and they grabbed their power to, to, to kill a person. And if you have the time, go and have a look at that Stanford prison experiment because what it says is that when you give someone authority, sometimes they will go overboard and use it. Just like a leader in a small sales team sometimes will just go overboard and because he's now Mr. Leader, he can open his mouth and say shit and destroy an entire team. And I think that that is the same problem that we have in. We have to be very careful about this. We, where we taking a, a wrong person and we put them in charge of a sales team by calling them a sales manager, that that person may use their authority to get leads to them, steal leads maybe from assistants and deprive maybe great salespeople from rising. Those are the things that are similar that is probably one of the lessons that we need to relearn really from people who use authority. Mm. You got, I mean, what are the spins coming from this? So you got Trump's coming out and said, when the looting starts, the shooting starts. Oh, Ooh, that's wrong. All right. But two weeks ago, or a month ago, or three months ago, he was backing the Hong Kong riders doing what they were doing, who were fighting for freedom. What a spin! So now you've what got spin. now you've got China coming out and saying. How can you support the Hong Kong riders but threaten to shoot your own people? And that's what China's state media is now spinning to their people. So we're losing all leverage for the people in Hong Kong who are just fighting yeah, for their freedom. All that work. And that was gaining some international momentum. That was Hong Kong had a lot of supporters there. The people in Hong Kong had a lot of people backing them. It's just all been undone because the people who were leading that charge against them has come out and said, oh, we'll shoot our own people if they act in the same way. So what are we learning there? Well, you can spin it anyway, mate. Like this morning... Um I, um, I watched his, his speech. He had a few minutes speech in the Rose Garden. And cause, because obviously of this podcast today, I, I, I needed to know that, that piece of news. And he, he was complaining about the protesters. Right? They were, there were no violent protesting. They were just young kids. If you look at them, they were probably like young kids trying to make their point in D.C., yeah. right? And, and suddenly he unleashed the National Guard Mate, the uh, mounted police, they, uh, they unleash people with tear gas, just pushing a few kids back. Mate, the rioters, the, the, the people who are looting, they, they were still asleep. They're probably waking up because mm. they're waiting for the dark to start things. That's right. You know? So I, I think that they, these are some of the issues. If, if you looked at, at the thing, at some stage, the Attorney General, Bill Barr, actually walked out just to have a gauge for himself about what kind of crowd is here before they really allowed Trump out because he was still hiding in his bunker. And they, they, he, ju he was just there just to find out whether it was safe for him to come out. 
And they they use the mounted police and all of these guys to bash everyone down hundreds of meters yeah. before this started. I mean, and it this, wasn't. A f- I think it's wrong. They didn't do it peacefully. It was no. forcefully too. Shields and batons and so forth, and they did it quite yeah forcefully. And then and he, you're right. It was a peaceful process. Absolutely, they didn't. They actually nailed down. The, um, um, seriously, when when we're talking about protesters, there are three types. Right? There, there's the legitimate protesters yep. that are there because everyone's got a voice and have to be, have their opinion heard. Yep. Then you have the ones who are using the protest. So so whether they left, right, or, or up and down, whatever they are, they will try and use violence and instigate it so that they can get their agenda across and and they live uh, on on disturbance. Then you have the, the looters, the ones that are, I call them the, the vultures, the ones that will come out at night like vampires and start stealing, looting, doing whatever they have to do because they have to survive. Because mm, I don't know, maybe we need to. You need to ask yourself a question in that society where there's so many people that really need to steal in order to survive. In this, the thing is, they're stealing from businesses that might have insurances for their shop front, their windows, and so forth. But all that stock that's stolen, they've just come out of COVID. A lot of these businesses won't see their business again because what they've just put them through. These looters are doing more damage than just this temporary. But that's know. it's a symbol of <clears throat> how many people are living be- below the poverty line or on the poverty line there. Mm. And, um, you know, we, we, we're fortunate enough that none of us in here have probably ever been in that position. But I don't know, man, you've been struggling to eat for a couple of years and you've been struggling to make a paycheck and there's a broken window over there and you can run in and grab yourself some warm winter clothes. I don't know. What do you? Yeah. And there's, you know, there'd be the element of it, the criminal element, the actual criminal element who are doing it to go and steal to then resell to make the money on the streets. There's so many. Um, but I, I would agree that you had to stop those looters, though. So so yeah. when uh, Donald Trump talked about we, we're going to get people to stop that, yeah, stop the right bunch. Absolutely. Right? Don't stop the first bunch, which are, which are just the young kids trying to make a point because, they, because they're allowed to. Because when an opinion is being suppressed, it's like poison that is not allowed to just come out. He's an antagonist, so I'm pretty sure after that speech this morning, he then proceeded to walk to the Washington church to make a point that... I'm well, walking into a church, and the, they, I know the New York mayor's coming out and absolutely blasted him for it because he just beat back the crowd. He's just said, I'm the president of uh, law and order and I will stop this if you don't stop it. And then he proceeded to walk down the street, just goading people, just, you know, and it's... it's Almost on cue when he finished that sentence, they actually, National Guard and the right police started pushing the, the crowds back when he said, I'm the president of law and order. And you are right, they did vacate the street so he could go and visit that church. Mm-hmm. Apparently that church um, has stood for a couple of hundred years and had basement damage fire and had been visited by every president since the beginning of the church. Um, yeah, but do you visit in the middle of a riot? That's exactly what I was about to say. Is, and if you're going to visit it, what, seriously? You're going to push thousands of people and inconvenience them for a peaceful riot? Please, man, adjust your uh, He makes timing. an antagonistic speech. Absolutely. Says I'm going to have all here, and then I'm going to walk down the street, and you ain't going to touch me. He's like, just throwing. But fuel he's a mass of spin, fire. boys. He's a mass of spin, right? Donald Trump knows that he's actually slowly losing a lot of his base constituents, and he was not interested in talking to the world or whatever. He was interested in talking to his constituent. He wants to show them, have a look. I'm the man. I'm still the one doing that. I'm going to send thousands and thousands of soldiers and I'm, I'm, I'm the one doing it. So 
we need to see that spin. He is here for November election. Yeah. He is here trying to secure his uh, second mandate, right? So, so we understand that, but the average people won't. And we, which remind me of Ricky Gervais when he said, you know, listen, I'm not interested in the average people because the, the average people's dumb. And so, you know, if, if you understand that law, and I thought, man, that was a universal law. Like, you know, Newton has come up with, like, universal laws and Archimedes has come up with, but I reckon Ricky Gervais come up with something amazing. Why do we compare ourselves, everything that we do, to what the average person would do? Because the average person is dumb. Yeah. The old saying, what's the thing about common sense? It's not that common. You wouldn't think it would be that hard to come out and say, what happened to George Floyd was wrong. We clearly have a problem. We're going to work on that. We need to work on it. Also, don't burn down a target. All right? Instead of coming out and saying that, he said, I'm going to shoot you. <laughs> and <then it's, laughs> yeah. He's given no real conciliatory comments about what happened. There's no real admission that there might be an issue. There. No, not real. Like he said, I'm sorry for the family and this is a horrible thing that's happened. But no... This is a horrible thing that's happened and once again it's highlighted the clear systemic issues that we have inside our police force and we've got to stop this happening and it's got to stop now. By the way, please don't burn all our police cars because it wasn't all them. Instead he comes out and says, I'm going to shoot you. So, so what are we doing? And how does that help him win an election? I mean, nice. well, maybe well, maybe it's because the average person is dumb. Yeah, because, listen, if he can get all of his base to him, then all he has to do is to make a sale to the independents. You get so, which is sometimes some of the same things that some of these salespeople use. If they can get the the wife on their side when they're doing a listing presentation, for example, then they know they know they're gonna focus more more and more on her, and they understand all they have to do is to have the husband a little bit on their side, and they've won it. That's how mm -hmm. the game is won mm -hmm. with a lot of these guys. There was a um, interview I saw with uh, George Floyd's family, and they were talking about they had a chat with Trump. Trump called them and had a chat with them. Yeah. And they actually said, they said, we actually didn't speak. He called us, he spoke for the entire time, and that was it. He goes, we never felt any uh, apology. We, you know, he was sorry for what had happened and so forth, but we didn't feel hurt at all. And if you have a look at a lot of his interviews lately, the minute he goes to get questioned and he gets an uncomfortable question, he either shuts that person down or he walks out. Yeah. So obviously his ability to dance on the spot and being able to think quick on his feet it's not there because if they if he's telling his a staff member to twitter this and twitter that and they're going straight out that's why they're getting these stupidity stupid um sort of tweets coming out all the time about what was it you start looting we start shooting yeah he, he stole um, a quote from no when the, when before. the looting start the what? shooting starts, starts yeah. Right. So what's the other side of the argument then? Because we said at the start we're going to try and present all, argu all, all well, we're not, not, not necessarily all the arguments because I don't think that we're that no, good and but that what's the, there's, there's clearly a, a people who are writing a bad. I'll give you one side of the political side. He's, he's op opposition. What spin is the left putting on it though? So we've yeah. talked about the spin. You, have, you haven't heard from them. They're failing to capitalise on where they can at the moment to try and win the election in November. Hold on. Should this be an, a topic for election, though? So should George Floyd's death be used for moving up the election? The, the I know who's doing it, mm. but I don't know whether that should be done. I think right now what f George Floyd's death should be about this. I spoke to my team this morning. 
and I wanted them to give me their opinion. And they all gave me opinions about the stuff. In the end, I asked them this. How many of you would be okay living in America as a black person? Mm-hmm. No hands went up. No chance. No hands went up. So in America, mate, equality, forget it. You better be way, way better than that next that, that guy next door that's white because you need a lot of uh, just to be perceived as equal. It, it's a, it was a very funny thing, you know, just asking that single question. I think for me, what I would like us to really focus on and, and really have a look at is what is it that we're doing with that to make our society in Australia better. Number one, for, I'm, I'm going to go in that first, and I'll say on the police, I know that in Australia there's a lot of great policemen, like everywhere in the world. The majority of the police force, I believe, is very good. But there is not just an exception few, there's a very large numbers of policemen who actually, they get a kick out of power mm-hmm. a lot of them actually get into a game of trying to get you and I think that our politician need to really look at this on just very simple thing why do we call them pigs why don't we call them police officer because maybe we don't have any positive feeling attached to this when you see a policeman hiding with his car behind a bush so that they can, he can just get you on the radar and give you a ticket, how good could you feel? Mm. You know? So I, I, I think this is where the Gladys of this world, uh, the, the, the Scott Morrison of this world, need to really sit down and go, is that the kind of police force we want? Do we want a police force that's going to just do silly things and hide behind it? Really good constituents, yes, that are breaking the law, driving a bit faster. Yeah. But they're sitting there in, in the police concocting this. Why? Because they have a quota to meet. How do you change that, though? We, we, different, different industries and different jobs attract different personality types, yeah? So in the police, we have an industry where they get to have control over people. They get to carry handcuffs, batons and a gun. That is going to attract power-hungry people. Not all, not all. I've got a lot of friends who are police officers, so definitely not all. But... Is that a, I mean, would the percentage of police officers who think that way be uh, relevant to the percentage of people in general society who think that way? Uh, How would you stop hiring those type of people? I don't know if it's possible, mate. I think it's never possible 100% because every system has got its flaws. But I think that the first thing you need to be doing is give people a character test, way more than psychological test. Right? If, if you give someone a character test and you see that deep down what they want is care, deep down in their history is that they, <clears throat> they have a history of wanting to care for everyone in, in their community. Mate, you've got no problem. Yeah. But if you have a guy who deep down has been in trouble with the law and now he's trying to just change because we believe in the change, you, you better put your name to this because if something happens, I reckon you ought to be fired. Well, I have it on reasonably good authority, so I have no problem saying this. Highway Patrol is made up of mostly officers who don't fit in with their teams at the precincts and that aren't well liked. When someone comes in new, is considered a problem or a dickhead or we don't like him, they go to highway. Okay. 
so they don't have to hang around with the general duties or be part of the team. That in itself is a problem. If you're making up an entire sector of our uh, law enforcement population of people who aren't well-liked, who aren't team players, who have an issue, they're the people that are hiding in bushes trying to ping people. I mean, they're the right people to go for a quota for you because obviously that that character test that Thomas is saying... uh, You're creating your own culture within that department, aren't you? That's not something I've heard once. That's something I've heard numerous times from people who are inside the the force. So you would think... I mean, in our in our gig, what we do, if someone doesn't fit in with the team, if someone doesn't uphold our values, if someone isn't going to work towards the culture, they lose their job. They yep. don't get moved to the freeway where their job is to pick on people who are doing 11 kilometres over the speed limit instead of 10 because you can do 10 and not get in trouble. So, right. But then what do you do? You sack everyone who's meant to be a made for highway patrol? I don't know. Then what do you – I don't know. But All right, boys, here is my uh, Bin, <laughs> Bin 28 Penfolds 2017, Kalim Nashiraz. And, um, well, we don't have to talk too much about uh, Penfolds. Uh, we don't have to talk too much about Penfolds. Uh, you know, they're at least 160 years old, I think. What my anecdotes really is about Bin. And I thought at the beginning was that Bin was that because they have some kind of a vat, like, you know, the container and... and is that and, not what it and, is? And that's, that's what it is. Awesome. It has nothing to do with that, oh, no. The, the bin is is referring to uh, where they're actually storing that wine. So Bin 28 was a place in South Australia that has been acquired by them in, uh, uh, I think, uh, 1945, and where Bin 28 has been done for the first time in 1959. And so in the Barrow Savary, if if you if someone tells you oh, I've got something from Bin Twenty Eight and it could be whatever it is, you know it's always going to be that place because they have quite so many, right? And I, I thought uh, this week I'm going to be a bit cheeky. Uh, I'm going to spend all my allowance <laughs> of fifty dollars because this is what this bottle will will cost you people onto this bottle. So we, let's let's try this and have a look at um, the quality of this. All right. Mind you, it's a Shiraz, right? So mm-hmm. we just moved from a Cabernet Sauvignon to Shiraz. We, we were crazy, but we wanted to do this because this time we wanted to have a look at years. So let's have, have a look at this one here. So normally it'd be re- order would be reversed. We'd go Shiraz and Cab Sauvignon. Yeah, yeah, you go probably Cabernet Sauvignon last. The heavier grape. Yep. It didn't feel yeah. too heavy though, that Cab Sauvignon. That's huh? good. What do you have there? Yeah, still young and then probably uh, around that time anyway for that this quality level, yeah. What about Cheers this one? Boys. When I look at this one, they said that the uh, best time to drink is the 2000, uh, now to 2030. So, <laughs> when, so when I saw now, it's good. Uh, I, I thought we can drink it today. When you said best time to drink it, I was going to thought you were going to say quarter past uh, two. But mm. 2030. That's good. Mm-mm. Very nice. Sam is nice, but it's still too young. Here's another thing that uh, I, I would like us to take as a lesson from uh, this here. I think that Australia has got an unemployment pain coming up. Mm-hmm. We can already look ahead and see what's happened already with a lot of these people who are unemployed and who are looking for a way out, a way to, an avenue to let out some to of vent their, their, yeah, vent their frustration, yep. desperations. Then we can avoid a lot of things in the future. Uh, because well, we need to avoid the trigger. Mm. 
you need to avoid the trigger. I feel like just being out in the world at the moment, I feel like there's a lot, generally a lot more happiness. I know that it's, it's funny because you're out there in the real world and you feel what's actually going on and then you listen to the news and you read some figures and, it, you know, the figures don't look good but the atmosphere in general is a, is, is a lot brighter. I don't know if you guys have experienced yeah, I, something the same. I'd, funny you should say that. I was thinking that the other day and I was, can't remember who I was talking to, I think it might be temporary until people start to realise that this we're in a sort of a false economy that's been boosted by the job keeper and job seeker. And in the next few months, when that starts to wane off, I think that a bit of that um, unhappiness will start to come back. Yeah, in. let's have a punt though. What what government? I was, I was trying. I was talking to this about my with my wife a couple of days ago. What government is going to be the one to pull the trigger on stopping the welfare? Because well, as soon as they do or make us pay back the tax, you know, there's people saying, oh, we're going to be paying this back for 30 years. You know what, I reckon? Never going to happen. They're just going to keep printing money because the first government to do it is gone. But Whether it's right or wrong, because the masses and the average person, just, let's go off Ricky Gervais's definition, there's a lot more average people out there than unaverage and they're going to see that and they're going to go and vote and go, no, fuck you, you took away my... Stimulus. So, what government is going to pull that trigger first, mate? I don't think the, I don't see the uh, stimulus ending in September. I don't think the government can afford to do it. Scomo's just got where he wanted to be. He's just recovered from the bushfires. People like him. We've done a great job. You can't pull the plug on that. You know, I, I can see what you're saying there, Ken. But I think it's, it's it's very smart the way they initiated it too. Though they said it goes for six months, so they already set you up to say. We'll be finishing it in six yeah, months' time. People so people get used to. Yeah. Well, they get used to it, but they knew it was coming. I so tell they, my they kids really... they can't have their iPad all the time, mate. They always end up on their <laughs> iPad. <laughs> yeah, but I, I think the unemployment pain is still coming up, and I think that there I will so be too. a lot of things coming up, and this is why it's very, um, it's going to be very bad of us to make prediction on things like this because it only takes them to make one variable in terms of change for us to be totally wrong. Yeah, I think that. Uh, no government in their right mind would want the Australian population to be starving or doing bad. We, we understand that. So, so they will uh, probably do and try everything that they can to make sure that things happen. Uh, I think th I'm going back to that George Floyd um, saga right now. And as we've spoken about the fact that already I think that the police needs to really change a few things, that the reforms need to be happening, that we cannot give a, an armed person whose job is to look after the uh, community to really go around and uh, start abusing its, his power. I think that that's something really we need to have a look at. But then I was thinking a little bit further about this. Hold on. Our injustice may not be against just a, a particular ethnic or about racism, but really our insecurity, our, our issue for the moment is this, boys. What about the milk producers? Just just forget the race. Forget the race. Start thinking about this. You and I, we work, let's imagine, 10 hours, 12 hours a day. What do we get? What about the farmer who goes out there and works 16 hours a day to get a bit of milk? And he gets, he, he, sometimes he has to pay to get that milk out. Mm. Have we put our hand up to make sure that that minority... Because, by the way, the blacks in America is about 12 to 13% of the population. And, and yet, there's twice the amount, twice the numbers that are being arrested. Mm. So, what about us doing something there? What about the farmers? 
that are working the land to make sure we've got a bit of salad in our plate. When was the last time we really had a look at the, what the Murray River or whatever is happening around them to make their life a bit better? I think that that's where we have to put up justice. What happened with George Floyd is a, a, the needle that burst the pus, that let the poison out. What about us here in this country? What are we doing for those who are working the land, those who are making sure we've got milk to feed our kids yeah. are looked after? Yeah, I think that was a massive issue. Right before the bushfires, we were just starting to take notice of the drought. Yeah, bio bail was massive, and but all the money that was coming in was from charity. It wasn't from government, yeah. and there was all you know, uh, current affair and all those types were doing sob stories on what the banks were doing to farmers and all that sort of thing. And then the bushfires came and took all the focus away from that. All our focus away from it. The outrage left really, really quickly. $51 million got donated to the Rural Fire Service that can't be used. <laughs> what got donated to the farmers? Yeah. Who's getting pushed to the brink here? $51 million got donated to people who had insurance on their house and insurance for their belongings. What did we do for the farmers? And then I think in a lot of ways the sad irony of the situation is almost the worst thing that could have happened for the farmers is they got rain not long after the bushfires and everyone's forgotten about them but now they've been they're getting fucked by our war with china our trade war the, yep. you know the import taxes and the barley and everything else and they're the guys that sustain our country they're the guys who put food on our plate and, and tl's 100 percent right what, what the fuck are we doing for our minorities and it doesn't have to be on it's an ethnic race. Yeah, no, it's not it doesn't a race have thing, to right? be on you, I mean, we can still talk about race. We can still talk no, about race thing. Like, you know, in Australia... I no, mean, but I, I restaurant, feel for restaurant the, hospitality workers, they've been yeah, a minority recently. Absolutely. Gym workers, they've but been a minority even, recently. Even if I was to refer to race, I mean, how many times do you walk down a street and you see someone who is maybe a Muslim or, or who's got a name that is a bit Arabic? And straight away, people have got the wrong connotation. What a freaking walk. What you, you know, I know he's going to rob me. Why do we have to have those kind of feelings? Because how do those people live? With the fear that, you know, of getting the wrong label, going to interviews and knowing that maybe because of their name. They, I, now, people are going to say, mate, this guy is ludicrous. He's, he's in La La Land. Maybe I'm in La La Land, but I'm, I'd rather be in La La Land than in, than, than in the hell of riots and protests mm. that, that they have in, in the number one country in the world. In air quotes, in air quotes. That's the, that's the social conditioning they brought about by the left and right media that we were talking about or the left yeah. and right opinions. You know, the, someone flies a plane into a building, all Muslims are bad. Right. All right. China does this, what they're doing with the disease and the, the tariffs, all Chinese are bad. And then people are only going off the headlines they read. If I only went off the headlines I read this morning when I was doing a little bit of research, mate, I'd be... <laughs> the world's coming to an end. Absolutely. Yeah, but, you know, there, there is no middle ground. It's the inability of people to find the middle ground in what they're doing. So those minorities, the farmers, more so the farmers than the others, but the, the farmers... The um, mill growers, the, you know, the mill producers. That's right. The ones that are putting bread and butter on our plates, yeah. basically. Yeah. Um, wh what do we do? What do we do? Do we vote? Is it the way we vote? Is it... Well, no, it's guy, it's guy, it starts from guys like us right. that are using things that happen at international level and spin it right rather than being spin 
taken hostage, we spin it right to, to really look at things the way that they are. Right. These guys, I know for a fact, and I know, remember, Cam, that you said at the beginning of the year, the first, peop- the v- first people who pick up their volunteer firefighting equipment, the majority of them are the farmers. And they're out battling fires at their neighbours' places yeah. straight away. Yeah. And, and they've got, you know, hidden in their shed, they've got a, a you know, a RFS truck in there ready to go out and fight for their mates. Why is it that we're not doing that for them? How do we do that now? How do we get the community so involved and fired up to say, you know what, let's, I don't know, let's do X. Maybe COVID will do it for us, Chris, if I can respond to that. But uh, up until COVID, I think that all of a society was in a rat race for survival. Materialistic right, and capitalistic. Yeah, I think that it's only with the onset of COVID that we sat down and realized, hold on, we've been talking about, you know, family values being number one, but we fucking no way around our family, you know? And maybe it's time now to be around them. Uh, and maybe it's now, maybe time to do things for them because that's what we say. And so I think that in, in many ways, I'm not saying that COVID is a blessing, but there, there's things that's been open to us now. It's opened our eyes to seeing that the things that we say we values now, that uh, talk is cheap. Yeah. We, we just need to live by those values. And I think that that's another lesson that we, I, I think I got out of George Floyd is that we need to go back to real values we need to really go back and have a look at the values of the people around us and, and how they live in. Talking about Fox and talking about CNN, and we know each one have got their left and right views. All we can say to the people that are listening is you've got to listen between the lines, read between the lines of what everyone's well, saying. You've got to find other sources. I don't, I don't think you, you know can. What? I'm jumping on the net and seeing some of the shit that's on the internet even, yeah, mate. But you can't go, you can't just pick Fox and CNN and go, right, so what's been, in the middle? Because they are so polar opposites like you can't read fox's latest headlines and find anything between the lines other than riders are bad so i try and listen to abc i try and listen to abc abc gets a lot of their news from yeah, world they're news having a shocker at the moment too, exactly mate. right but again they're pulling a lot of their cnn correspondence and fox correspondence and so forth so then you have to try and really no 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 so a- abc if you have a look they probably go towards more cnn guardian and, left, and, and yeah. nbc and uh, where Sorry, prob- yeah, probably um, the opposite is the uh, Andrew Bolt or oh, Peter Credlin, yeah. you know, like Andrew Bolt yesterday. What a stupid thing he was saying. He said, you know, I don't understand all of these rides and all this shit and blah, blah, blah. I mean, he didn't, he didn't swear. And he said, you know, all right, we, we, we caught the culprit, the guy that put his knee on someone's knee. All right, we, mm. got, we got the killer. Now let's get back. And, I'm, and I was sitting there, I'm thinking, mate. There's four of them. Did you see the guy mm-hmm. that was pushing everyone away? Like people who are filming, who wanted to get there and say, save the guy. He said he'll do whatever you mm-hmm. want. Right? He, he doesn't see it. And seriously, if we are going to really be anywhere with this spin stuff, the Andrew Bolt of the world are wrong. And when they're wrong, they need to go out and maybe recognize it. But when they go up there because they are on Fox channel and they know that they can say shit yeah i think we people have to really be the spin masters yeah spin busters we bust <laughs> they spin <laughs> but that's the same thing andrew bolt does the same thing donald trump does he plays to his base yeah i watched peter cradlin give a long monologue yesterday and while she is normally pretty 
leaning one way. She actually spent 15 minutes ripping into the government about a bunch of different stuff. And I thought, oh, maybe finally there's going to be some balance on Sky News. But the next ab was how their newest uh, reporter, their newest correspondent was going to be Joe Hockey. And I thought, oh, no, because Sky News is just full of liberal people. So it's reading between the lines. But if you don't know where to go, because the lines are so far apart, that's the problem at the moment. The right is 10 kilometres that way and the left is... 10 kilometres that way, so where do you find... And that's where... How do you get your audience? How do you get your audience? Which audience? So if you're right or you're left, how do you get your audience if you're 10 kilometres apart? You play to their... Play to their... The the average common denominator. Yes, you go for the stupid. You go, I will talk to the average because they're a huge number. So it takes people (laughs) who don't want to be average, right? So here's the thing. People who don't want to be average can't go, I just heard this on Sky News, it is true. Is that, right? is that because that's what they quote at you. No, but they, well, then you're average. That's if you're average. They don't want to spend their time to untangle that's that That's what spin. I'm trying to teach my children at the moment. Question everything. Don't listen to this shit. They're just Don't worry. Absolutely. Every time TL speaks, I go and do four hours of research because all I want to do is prove him <laughs> wrong. Prove him wrong. Absolutely. And I think he's right. right? And if we, had a, if we had a... If he wants to lose four hours of his life on everything I say, the guy spent no time on living. If, you know what? If we, had a, if we had a community of people who were trying to prove opinions wrong, we'd actually be in a much better place. Not just saying they're wrong. Prove they're wrong. You know what? Go the prove they're right. Prove they're right. Because in proving they're right, you'll find out what's wrong. Yeah, but you can find something. I could find you. Look, I can find you fifteen articles right now on Google that say Fox News is right, and I can find you the same fifteen articles that say CNN is right. So it's actually not about the sad part. Is it's not about proving yeah, people okay. right. It actually is about proving they're wrong. And and the key is in the detail. The word is prove, not say they're wrong, not have an opinion they're wrong. Prove that there might be something more to this. They couldn't help themselves. There was almost a good article saying that um, George Floyd... I has, love that. Has, almost a good article. His death had been considered a homicide. That was the headline. And the autopsy reports are back and the medical examiner's back mm-hmm. and he's, he's ruled it a homicide. Third paragraph in. He also did say that his system was full of fentanyl and methamphetamine and drugs and... No. He did. It did. That's what it said. Yeah. Let, let me tell you, boys, uh, if, if you haven't had the time to go on that, there is a on YouTube. Did, did you realize something about YouTube today? If you put George Floyd a few days ago, you would have seen a series of, do you know how they have drop down yeah. of, of things? If you go on YouTube today and you put George Floyd, it doesn't come up. Oh, with gone. Anything. It'll come up with George Lloyd, double L. It comes up with a lot of other stuff, Lloyd uh, Weber and whatever it is. And so Trumpy's threat nothing. worked. But if you go onto George Floyd shares an inspirational message, go on that. Listen to him. He talks for roughly 50 seconds. Then you tell me what this guy is about. You guys ever seen it? No. You, you watch that because that is a message that he had. I read an article from him. It. from him. He's a preacher. And then you can tell me whether that's the kind of guy that would sit in his car after he's robbed someone. Unbelievable. He had the one recently where a guy was going through a jog through a white neighbourhood and two guys got off their porch and said, that looks like the guy who broke into that house yeah. the other day. Yeah. And they Sorry. shot him. Yeah. Two white fellas. Yeah. One was a copper and then the son that's of the copper. Yeah, he's a 25-year-old black man again. Yeah. Mm. Um, so there's no questioning the 
the racial tones, and I don't know if we can understand it. I mean, you're a Vietnamese Belgium. Have you ever experienced racism in that sort of I'm form? I experience racism everywhere. You're a fake Italian. You, I, 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 experienced I experience it when I go to Belgium because I'm Vietnamese. I go, uh, when I experience it, uh, I would experience in Vietnam because I, I can't even hold my chopsticks. To the level so of hate, though. <laughs> no, but to the, we're talking but about a level of hate level. where you no. can't walk down the street. No, maybe. not to that level. level. Yeah, the, the talk, we, we have the talk over here and it's about what you do when you meet a girl and it usually happens around 12 or 13, we're supposed to talk to our kids. Well, you know, I learnt, it was only yesterday, I learnt the, the talk that African-Americans have with their 12 or 13-year-olds over there and it's nothing to do with finding a girl. It's Be complacent when you get pulled over with by police. It's, yes, the police are bad people. They can kill you, they will kill you. Be very careful and don't trust any of them. That's the talk they all get. So how does a society... I don't, right. How have, do they come back from that? Have, have you ever experienced racism? No, I haven't, mate. No, I've... Look, you're, you're, look you're as white as they get. I'm right? as Aussie so as he, he has to leave Gosford before he does. The most... <laughs> look, the most... Yeah, no. I've had to deal with... Maybe when prejudice? I used to... No, so when I used to work in the security industry, it was a given that every Australia Day, if I was working on the pub of a door, there'd be an issue with some Indigenous people. Because they were out looking for a blue and invasion day, day right. invasion day, and all that stuff, and I, I still haven't been able to put myself in the shoes of a, a guy who's twenty. You know, when I'm going to get my history wrong here, but what year was Australia founded? Seventeen eighty-eight. Seventeen eighty-eight. Why is a guy who's twenty trying to fight me on the door of a pub for something that happened in seventeen eighty-eight? Yeah. Right. And right or wrong. Because it's visceral. Yeah, but it's just and you are a white man, so, and, yeah. I, and I'm like. But I played footy. I had the best players in our footy team were always the indigenous kids. The you know, and you would have drank with them the same, been mates with the same, grown up with them the yeah, same, right. mate. But so the closest I've come to it, and especially when I lived in North Queensland for a couple of years, it's there's a very big separation up there. The the, the country cowboys and the um, indigenous do not uh, integrate. Yeah. Um, they they separate and uh, I just it's it's hard to f- fathom their being yeah. in 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 it's a yeah it's a cliche line but in 2020 yeah or 2019 or 2018 the fact that there's still countries in the world and not we're not talking third world countries where because we're of the, Australia we're because of the America. colour of your skin Absolutely. you cannot walk down the street and feel safe I, I just the 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 empathy is there the un, I just can't. There's yeah. no way you can say to a person, I know how you feel or I understand how you feel. There's no way I can put myself in that copper's head when he's got his knee into that bloke's neck yeah. and go, this is okay. Now, I've been in that position too, which is why I mentioned it before. I've been in a position where I've been on the door of a pub and I've been attacked by multiple people and you, in that position, fight or flight, will do whatever it takes to get out of that situation alive. Yeah, but that's like three right. or four on one, not and that's, the other way around. Yeah, and that, but that's when your survival instinct kicks in. So I don't know where is – I would hate to be one police officer called into an African-American neighbourhood to sort out a problem. Like I think we can all agree that would be an issue and right. the stress levels and survival levels there will go through the roof. But to sit there while someone's got the phone in your face – but here, and go. Here, oh, here's where I want to go further. All these police people. This morning that I saw on, and, and this is the funny thing now nowadays. You can have a look. You can see a president's speech at the same time as what 
his police is doing to a crowd that is just there waving. <laughs> we're going to do this and right? the cops are going, fuck, no, we're not. <laughs> so w- w- what I'm trying to ask is this. I was trying to get in the head of the policeman that was standing there. What would you want to do? Be one of the sheep that is following orders or be a Mohammed Ali and say, I'm sorry, I'm not going to Vietnam. Those people have done nothing wrong to me. And then stand and be stripped of the world titles and all that stuff, be put in jail and all that stuff. What would you do? When will we see decency in even a policeman to say, I'm sorry, I can't do that stuff. That is a wrong thing. And do that on camera if it has to be for publicity because most of the things we do for publicity anyway because when you see a picture of that going around the world, that changes. That's why we have rights all around the Mm -hmm. world for Floyd. I mean, today, apparently, it's been cancelled, but today there was supposed to be a a riot, a a protest in front of the embassy, the American embassy, and they they, they cancel it. There's protests in New Zealand, they go... Um, yeah. Part of me, the, in, the in, cynical in part too. of me, yeah, right, in Germany, the cynical part of me says this: the guy, the sheriff, who says I'm here for a parade, not a protest. They are outnumbered by a lot. If he went the other route, fair chance he and all his people get hurt. And that's a very good spin today. So yeah, absolutely, is he there? And he's got a lot of Facebook likes for it, and he's got a lot of whatever. But part of me thinks he's walking down the street. They're going, "Fuck! I dodged a bullet there." Is it because you know I never looked to. at it that way. I never looked at it that way. I looked at it the way that he was, con- you know, absolutely. Mate, he was also surrounded by people who yeah, were about yeah, no, to ride. <laughs> understand that. If I'm surrounded that. by people who are about to ride, I go, yeah, don't listen to the president. Uh, no, I, I think I think you know, just as I much as I've genuine. said this, uh, many times already, sellers are conned by salespeople who are sweet talker but are doing the wrong thing. What if every salespeople had to have something on the system, maybe like that guy with a gun that had, uh, was it fuck you on the gun, is it? Or, you're fucked. Uh, you're fucked on the gun. What if we had a banner that says, every seller's got $20,000 above what I told them? Or every seller got $40,000 less than what I told them? Then maybe sellers would know how to pick the right person. What about the policeman? What if you're walking around and the policeman has got, I had 16 complaints. I had zero complaints. I had like five people praising me. Yeah, that's good. Then, then maybe not only keep you honest, like what, what if we were playing soccer and we do not take scores? Would you be interested in playing soccer? No. no. But we play soccer because we're keeping score. What, what are we, we keeping score of things? No, you true. mentioned before or about that policeman standing up and going against the flow, going against the norm, mm-hmm. standing out from the crowd. And th- th- I think it was the Minneapolis police chief that stood up when he was interviewed um, with Floyd's family on the other side and they said what do you think about this and he totally went against what I thought he would do I thought he would dodge the answer move on and but he said and he took off his hat out of respect for the Floyd family and he said if inaction and um, standing by and doing nothing is complacency and those people are guilty I was dumbfounded I was basically he called them out and said these guys are guilty. Yeah, but again, that's a smart play, mate. 
I don't. That's a cynical in you, man. That's a cynical in you, man. We're gonna play all no, the. Yeah, no, well, we're gonna have to stop. No more is. wine for this man. <laughs> no, yeah, no, it is. It is. No, I've, I've got no problem. I'm quite cynical for a lot of things too. However, it was very. It was a very quick snapshot. He did not have time to think about that answer unless he replayed that like hours previous because he was put on the spot. They pulled him up That's in the public and put. Yeah, and, and Trump would have said, "Fuck you." He would have. Trump would have said, Trump fuck you. That's what the, ex the answer would have expected. But no, the answer he gave, no. I, I thought it was I thought it was from, from the heart. It sounded to me like If there was, the but he's the head, you said he's the head of the, so yeah. the, I'm, the sorry, to, I'm sorry to police. go cynical, but he's the head of the Minneapolis police. Yeah. The shoot, it happened in Minneapolis, yeah. yes? If he's the head of that organisation, yeah. why are his officers kneeling on people's necks for nine minutes? Well, that's why is there four people responding to a fucking good point? Thing? So good this point, is where it comes down point. to what I said so before. So if we were in, in a small business, would you allow to have your people doing things that you do not condone? I wouldn't have those people on board. How many complaints did this bloke had against him? Sixteen. Sixteen. So the head of the bloke's now on camera going, oh, it's bad and that should never have happened while he's standing across from the victim's family. That's a fucking sales job because he allowed it to happen. That's a spin. How did, how did he get to the head of that department? How did he get to be the head of Minneapolis Police Department? Yeah, maybe I'm naive, mate, but, but I, I, just, I just felt very... Yeah, um, it's not about being naive. Genuine. But this is the thing. And on first on first thought, genuine. On first thought, right is a bad, movement good. This is the problem with what we see and without critical thinking. He's the head of an organisation who just allowed someone to be kneeled on for nine minutes and murdered on social media. How did he get to that point and how did he let his team get to that point? If, if, if one of my staff goes out and does the wrong thing by a vendor or by a buyer and on any scale of wrong level, yeah. but on a massive level, who's really to blame for that? Them themselves, but does none of that... Falls back on you, obviously. Yeah. So... That's, you know, the guy who says parade while he's surrounded by however many hundreds of African-Americans are ready to riot, I'd say parade too. The Minneapolis police chief whose team is responsible for the whole fucking debacle in the first place, when I'm sitting across from the family, I'd go, yeah, we fucked up too. That's not... There's a spin going on there that... that yeah, yeah but uh, is he the person who's stuffed up or... The uh, it was a failure in our politician or in the politician in the world. Sixteen complaints against him. I understand, but the you know when I heard about the governor Cuomo this morning and said it's about time now that we have uh, police reforms. I'm going, what you need that one extra because now it's advertised to talk about it. I mean, I listen. I like governor, Rodney King. I I like Governor Cuomo, right? But when I see that. Why does it take uh, George Floyd for you to realize that we need reforms? Yeah. And, and so this, here's my, my thing is, I don't think that they, they're doing enough in terms of reform or checking whether the reform's happening. Do you know, the, I, I sit around sometime and think, if we did half of a dozen of a millionth of what happened here to one of our staff, we'd have to close our shop. Gone. Yeah. And the amount of shit that just happened around at that level that goes unchecked is just crazy. Gone. That I've been. You asked me before if I've experienced the racism. I haven't experienced the racism, but I've experienced the police side of it. So when I lived in Early, yeah. When I lived in Early Beach, um, I got jumped on a door by a wedding group of eight people. Kicked the absolute shit out of me, but I got one guy. 
and I got him and because of the situation we're in, I got him until other help arrived. I know they went to jail for that because a cop had a be in his bonnet and they'd were under pressure from the Brisbane police to make an example out of somebody at the time. There'd just been a story on a current affair about bouncers in Queensland. A week later, this thing happened. And they moved hell and high earth. They threatened um, workers in my group. They told another bloke he was going to go to jail for selling steroids if he didn't sign a statement saying we held this guy down and kicked the shit out of him, none of which happened. It was, a, it was an eight-on-one fight. In their favour, not mine. Um, cost me forty thousand dollars. Cost my parents forty thousand dollars. And my barrister, my Queen's counsel, was five thousand dollars a day. Anyway, we went to committal trial. Still got committed to trial, even though every witness got up and said false statement, false statement, false statement didn't happen. A month later, I got let off. Just before we were supposed to go to trial, miraculously got let off. Two weeks after that, the cop that was trying to frame me was all over the news for handcuffing a backpacker to a jail cell and shoving a fire hose down their throat and turning it on. So that level of power, they were out to get me. Mate, I had I was busted from arsehole to breakfast is the saying. I there wasn't a part on me. <laughs> there wasn't a there wasn't a part on me that wasn't beat up. And because these coppers were under pressure from the current affair and the rest of them, yeah. they were going to stitch me up and take me. Seven and a half years I would have gone for. Yeah, Seriously, well. c- coming from Belgium, <laughs> I mean, I, all I know is French, really. A little bit of English. Pardon my I've French. N- but yeah. I've never heard from asshole to breakfast. Asshole <laughs> to breakfast. <laughs> that is, what a great line. What a great so line. it goes on and you know, I'm, I'm not a minority. Yeah. I'm, as you said before, as white as they come. Yeah. And it, it does happen on all levels. New Zealand's just passed you a law. You do not look that white right now. <laughs> it's more red. New Zealand's just passed a law. Oh, fuck, I'm getting off topic again. But New Zealand's just passed a law where the police can enter your house at any time without any reason to make sure you're social distancing. No, but that's related to That's the, giving the power. What sort of power are they fucking handing yeah. over there? Now all of a sudden the cops can come into your house at oh, any yeah. time without question. That's wrong, man. That's that wrong. Is, that's not a slippery slope. That's already down a slope. To me, that is... That is, I, I, I watched The Matrix with my son the other night. He hadn't seen it and he's the biggest, biggest cynic ever yeah. met. And he didn't know why I kept going on about The Matrix and the Lego movie and the control and, and, and the prejudice and all that shit. Well, New Zealand are allowing police to come into your house at any time without reason. Yeah, I think that maybe, I don't know, we, we should have a look at uh, people like sending us stuff on our wise, uh, what is it? Uh, wine and Wisdom uh, a Facebook page about maybe things that happened to them with the police because then maybe we can take it further with like... Well, I know a friend of ours who will have about eight pages. <laughs> uh, no, no, I'm, I'm just thinking, hey, listen, we're not, we're not about injustice. If, if, if you fucked up and you got caught, fuck you, right? But if there's abuse of power and you've done and, and you've done everything right but there's issues here now we we need to know we need to change this because we don't want to have a George Floyd things where innocent people lose businesses and their shops because there's angry mobs we, we, we don't need to get to that level mm-hmm. so I think we, we we ought to have that I think that one of the things that I also would want to uh, advise our people to do is anytime now the police is stopping you for anything start your camera. Yeah, because they are not going to share their camera with you. The police has been trained. Mm. 
right? Even though if, if you actually put a complaint, they actually review the complaints on that stuff. I don't know what they're going to do about the review, but start your camera and then put it online straight away mm. because that is the best way of keeping everyone as honest as possible. Mm. Do you know, I, I run a business here where I got, I got fined because one of my trainer opened his mouth and said one line. Right, with someone, I, I had a, a trainer here, and he opened his mouth too much and said to a, a potential uh, recruit for another office, and he said, uh, "But you, you've got a baby uh, now. I mean, how are you feeling like working long hours?" Very, very good question. Well, it cost me ten grand. Right, Shh. discrimination, garbage. Okay, so I, I got no problem. I play by the rules, but what about the rest of the world? I can't just be the only one playing by the rules. Mm. Yeah, that's these are some some of the things that happen. You know, we have guys now walking into a house in Queenstown because you and I, we over there, and we're having a bit more noise than normal. Then what? They stop us? What's stopping them from doing shit in our bag and putting some shit in our bag? Absolutely. What's stopping them shooting you? Like this is where the America is going. As as long as I'm being filmed, maybe it's okay. No, it's not. <laughs> was it okay for George Floyd? Was it okay for the other bloke? They don't like. I, I, I'm not saying. I'm not saying this now. We haven't had I'm a just kidding. Point. But you know what, George Floyd, as much as he, he would never have wanted this, uh, and the father of two young children, has now uh, stirred the consciousness of human life. Yeah. Yeah. It's. A, it's, a, it's yeah, yeah. It, it's it's fucked that it took. It's fucked that it takes something like that to do it again. And you hope that this time, I think the biggest hope I've got is that this time something sticks. This time something sticks. You know what, it didn't Pam, stick. Look, the Cronulla riot. We go Australia. The last trigger point we had Cronulla for something riots. like this was a Cronulla riot. Yeah. That was the last time we got pushed to as a society where people were fed up for right or wrong, right? And it got. You know, it got all the attention it it needed. America's had more than its many chances. How many documentaries are there about Rodney King? There was an Australian lady. I think it was Minnesota again. Correct me if I'm wrong. Same same police chief, same police chief who got up there and said we need to change. It wasn't that long ago where an Aussie mum got shot because she walked up behind a police car after calling and saying there was an intruder. Her. She got shot and killed. Yeah. You hope, but you know, again, I'll go the cynic. It's America, baby, and they're still allowed to carry guns. Not so. even, mate. I'll, I'll bring you back to what I said a few weeks ago, and I still believe this. People have short memories. The average person has a short memory, and the unaverage people are too quiet. I've know, said that before, too. It, we it, don't it, speak enough. You, yeah, but we're doing it now. You made a very good statement because over the last eight weeks or more, we've been very careful about self-isolation and not doing anything. With these things that's happened now, Really? I mean, there's no worries about self-isolation. People are, like, stacked next to each other doing all that stuff. Do you know what? And right now, even in Australia, what are we doing? Man, we can't wait for people to let us off, right? Human life is gone. The, 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 the preciousness of human life of our elderly parents because they have frail health has gone. And I think that's where I'm going with, with what you have. He said our memory is as short as just a COVID eight weeks. But yep. that's the that's the uh, consequence of all the spin that gets fed, mate. And that's all right. We don't want to go there, man. but that's yeah, no. 
that's oh, that's, that's where the telling the people that 150,000 people are going to die, yeah. and when 100 people die, that's why right now people are going, nah. No, because it was a model. Breeds, they were which model they followed. Yeah, but it that's breeds apathy. So people, the average person sitting there going, shit, they're scared. No, the shit but out of me. I, I disagree. I think in Australia we did very well. We did do well. I, I think that we we actually did obey do you a think, lot. Do you think there's any chance... If it wasn't for what they've done, we wouldn't have. No, you can't just say, do you think because we only had one or three, why did they do this? No, it, no, the no, thing is that why did they What do if it? they didn't do this? Would we be at I'm one or three? I'm not saying why did they do it. What I'm saying is, is, do you think there's any chance that if we get a second wave, they're going to be able to lock people down? Because they came out and said 150,000 people were going to die, the whole world's coming to an end, and 100 died. So now, because of the average, are going to go, well, fucking last time they told us this, only 100 people died. So I don't give yeah, a fuck. Because that's the spin, mate. That's why they've got to be but so careful. But that's the talk to the average. The average will behave that way. Yep. But they're talking to the average. They will then have to step up their restrictions. You come time. out again and go, righto, we've had a second wave. This time I really think 150,000 people are going <laughs> to die. Who the fuck is going to listen? Yeah, well, I, I would. Yeah, but we've been listening the whole time. No, no, I, I still I, no, I would because I think that at the end of the day, we have to be able to trust the people that we elect for three years to guide us. All right, this time no. there's going to be real change, and no, no more Black Americans are going to they die have, in police. They custody. have not done. No, 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 no. You're talking about COVID now, so it's not about this time. The, I, I think that the, this time, a uh, black thing, I just want to say in a few minutes, but the, with the COVID, they always said we have to break the curve. We have to flatten it. Once we flatten the curve and now we release everyone, yes, it can go back up. So everyone knows if it goes back up, yeah, we're going to have to be ready. Now, back to the black thing. It's a visceral thing, man. When you've lived for hundreds of years as slave and, and all you see is from the moment that you're born, don't play with the white guy because he's got mm. some ad, uh, agenda. Don't do this. You always, if you get into a fight with a black, a white guy, you are going to be the one shot. They don't mm. shoot the white guy. They shoot you. When you go through this generation, generation out, it's part of your DNA, man. 100%. So that you can't change. And that's why people coming out and going, oh, we got it wrong and we need to change, is only going to fly for a week, mate. That's, that's why. Listen, it's the same thing as the um, arms, right? The, the, the right to have... Um, mm. Bare arms. Man, that never change. Or as, <laughs> or as Robin Williams said, bare arms or arm bears. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God so, rest his soul. Wasn't he good to have around? That was a good one. I like that. One of the best movies ever. <laughs> Wasn't he good to have around? Yeah, no, that one. I oh, love that. I love that. Great movies. Both of them. Anyway, so last bottle we've got here is I've got a my favourite wine region, which is the Kunawara. Good one. And specifically, yeah, another great movie. Win, wins Kunawara. I've got a 2012 uh, Shiraz. Um, bit of a story behind this. So I looked into the start of this estate. It was... First purchased by a Scotsman by the name of John Riddick in um, 1860. And then he, he was a bit of a developer. He, sub he bought 800 acres and then he subdivided 25-acre lots and sold those for £100. And uh, he would he told everyone he had to grow fruit trees or, or vines. And they, within a few years, they had 95,000 vines and all these fruit trees. Wow. Um, but it didn't do well because he's right on the... Uh, South Australian border of Victoria, almost halfway between Adelaide and Melbourne, and had really no way to get his the fruit. The borders were closed. Yeah, you, yeah, no, no, were no. Closed. you can only take the wine from Victoria to China. 
<laughs> on a highway. <laughs> on a highway. <laughs> Here we go. Let's kick the bucket and bottle. So, yeah, that wasn't um, me, man. <laughs> that's a good bottle. Well, let's try it. That was good for you, mate. I like that. Well, I had a, a story. story so did you go on the Belt and Roads initiative to get that wine or what? No, Dan Murphy's me. <laughs> 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 let's try this. Let's try uh, Oh, we better wait. We better wait. Oh, Come on, get your glass right. Two thousand twelve. I'm expecting big things. That's a bloody good drop. How much was it? Uh, it's actually I've got it on special from forty five to thirty dollars a bottle. It's nice. Not bad either. It's very nice. Not quite as the full as the as the bin twenty eight. Not quite as peppery. Yes, I no. think it's allowed to mellow. Yeah, you're right. It's allowed to been a mellow to mellow because of the age. So. I'm with the majority yeah, of Australians. But, but I, 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 I think so. it's time to drink it now. You don't want to let it go now. It, I, I think he's already past its peak. Where I, I think that the uh, bin 28 is is there. It's it's starting. Yeah. I got scared yeah. because the last time we pulled out of 2012, we had to drink the cork. Oh, here we go. Back to that. It was no, 2008. No, thanks, mate. Oh, it was an old. <laughs> it was I, old. I, I have to say though, Chris, Chris has improved tremendously around his wine. Yeah. You throw enough mud, He's eventually no some of it will stick. He's no in his garage <laughs> that goes up to 45 degrees yeah. in summer. Yeah. And I, th- I think yeah, no. I think it's time to do well. Do you know where do you, you should you do guys it? have run out of topics to talk about? Obviously, <laughs> no, 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 no. It's good. We're, we're talking about if you throw enough mud, hopefully some of it will stick. Hopefully, yeah. we're going to learn lessons. Oh, it up. took you a while. We had to call you a shit bastard for six months. I, I, you were, he did it. You did. Yeah, um, <laughs> he was feeding me the lines. I've actually got an earpiece. <laughs> I've, I've got an earpiece here, oh, and he just buzzes and goes, "Tell him he's wine shit," and that's yeah. what he's coming from. The guy who brings non-alcoholic wine to wine and wisdom. Mate, I just brought smoked salmon to wine and wisdom. We've gone up a notch. <laughs> We're stepping it yeah, up a notch. Your salami cancels all that out, mate. Is it? <laughs> that's my wife. Bro, oh, don't, don't blame the missus. That's soft. Don't say things. <laughs> she well, liked you, boys. I just want to share with you that uh, after President Donald Trump announcement this morning. Um, you can see a few things on different channels just to show you how we, the people, have to be very careful about spins. Is that, you know, if you go into Google, they talk about um, Trump threatens to deploy military as tear gas fired on nearby uh, protesters. You go on to CNN front page right now at 2.20 uh, Eastern Time Australia. You have Pentagon officials concerned as Trump threatens to use military but then if you go onto the news page of fox news they probably would say something about losers shoot and the bastard cities see new looting police outnumbered uh, despite stronger national guard response curfews so you see a lot and a lot you know, of things i did not realize there was such a disparity between the news channels to recently there's a show on Foxtel at the moment called Bombshells. Right. And it's about Fox News when they took the guy who was running Fox, some of the girls got all together and took him for sexual harassment. And it's a true story based on that. Who? Rupert Murdoch? The guy that was running Fox News for Rupert Murdoch. I, I thought that Rupert Murdoch created the world. He, he owned it, <laughs> but he had a guy in there that had been there for ages who had been running Fox News for him and took it to the empire mm. that it was. Um, but I didn't realise how left-wing they were until I actually watched that. No, they're um, right, that, mate. Sorry, Fox is right. Sorry, right-wing. Right um, 
until I watched that uh, document, uh, not documentary, until I watched that movie. Actually, a very good movie on Netflix and Bumshelves. Yeah. Good movie. So right wing is Ku Klux Klan, left wing is everybody should be able to marry everybody. Right. Okay. Yeah, that's correct. That's, yeah. the, that's the easiest way to... Okay. I don't. I was thinking about right it wing's got guns and left wing usually is a piece of has love. rainbows. Yeah, non gender specific. Yeah, all that sort of gender fluid, not allowed. <laughs> me too movement, very left. Right. He looked at me. Um, <laughs> we're not as um, we have some strict lines in in this country, but we're not as left and as right. I don't think. Yeah, I, I'd go with that. Right, because there's you know there's Labor and Liberal, obviously, and the Greens in between, who are a basket case, but even. Labor and Liberal aren't as far opposed. They occasionally agree on a policy. They disagree on most, but it's not if you are this, you are death. It's not to that extreme, whereas it seems like in America, if you are on the wrong side of the fence, mate, you are... Yeah, but it depends. It depends, mate. For the moment, um, I'm, I'm not going to go into that issue now, but since you brought it up, but uh, New South Wales and Queensland now have, uh, as we're speaking right now, they are voting on to see whether they sh- could freeze the, um, the wage freeze mm. for their public uh, servants, yes. mm-hmm. inclusive of uh, nurses, Doctors. paramedics, and, you know? Policemen, ambulance officers. Policemen. Absolutely. And the government in New South Wales is a liberal government, mm. and the Labour Party is going against it. That's wrong, you can't do this to so the frontline workers and all that stuff. But in Queensland, the government is Labour, mm. and the union is saying that's wrong. You can't go that right. So, what I'm trying to say, man, we the average. Wherever we live, we got sucked. We get sucked in by whoever is at the top. They yeah. make the decision. We go against. We don't really sit down. Or whoever suits your agenda. We don't really sit down and take a full week to at least try and understand no. where's information coming from, what's on the news. Let's have a look at what's live so that they can show us the video. And then we may, we will use our intelligence to make up our own mind. Yeah, In, in, in this country, it's Labour and Liberal is, liberal is business is good, unions are bad, Labour is un, unions are good, workers... Puck business. Workers first, that's it. Business yeah, second. And so, and that's where we we tend to fall so, on those lines economically, socially. Liberals are more uh, or very conservative. Malcolm Turnbull tried to break the the liberal trend of being ultra conservative, and he was you know, gay marriage and all that sort of stuff. He was more on the left side of that fence than the right. Yeah. Um, which is why we're we're nowhere near as clearly defined in as America as you know. Yeah. The, the, it's but you still got to be careful, mate. Come. You still yeah. got to be careful. You go the Daily Telegraph runs a, runs runs a completely different narrative to the Sydney Morning Herald. Uh, the Australian yeah. runs a completely different yeah. narrative to those. You still have to know that you, your news sources have an agenda because they're owned by people and, who and are owned it. by people. It's it's the agenda, and that's where the, it gets. I used to buy every newspaper when there was newspapers. I used to buy all of them. And it, even in rugby league, right, I'd buy most of them to read the sports pages. But depending on the paper was the different spin on the same yeah. sports story. <laughs> Crazy how different it gets. Yeah. And then try and pick a winner out of that. You can't. You've just got to be open to all options, Yeah. which is where a lot of people fall down. They get so deep in there. And you're right. I don't think the masses realise that there are parties in, in media that have their agenda. And they, they can control, they try to control the outcome of elections. Yeah. How, 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 do you know, how do you know the average in Australia? Do you know we're talking about the, the average? 
how do you recognise the average in Australia? I don't think you can recognise them. I think yeah. it's, a, it's, it's something along the lines where they're just complacent yeah. to hear what they hear, believe what they hear, and then proceed with the masses. Okay. Well, that's the average. That's what I'm saying. That's what, how do you, you, you? recognise them? Oh, I don't have an opinion on how okay. you recognise I think the average at the moment is outrage. Whatever's cool I reckon, is cool. I oh, reckon on trend. I'm going to go out on a limb, boys. The average is represented by the group of people who voted for what their parents have voted. Yeah, yeah that's fair. Yeah. Right. My dad voted Labour, so I will vote Labour. Mm. My dad just insult the business owners for all his life, and I love my dad. Mm. I'll do that too. You're fucking average, mate. Even though the business owners paid your wage for the whole life. Don't get me started. <laughs> it's, the bad thing, I think the bad thing we've I got in... I a story in, behind that, but I won't share it with The you. bad thing we've got in this country a little bit is some of the most unbiased and middle ground parties are demonised so badly. Like, the, the oh, start a controversy. But we've got one of their sitting members here. The One Nation Party. Oh, yes, all, I'm back, I'm back, I'm back. Isn't all about... White Australia, they, if you actually listen to a lot of what they're saying, they're balanced on a mm. lot of issues. And the Shooters and Fishers Party is not what you would think the Shooters and Fishers Party are. The Greens, they're batshit crazy. I know we're not going to take opinions with a new direction, but the Greens are batshit crazy. I'll stand by it. But we're too conditioned to it's got to be Labor or Liberal that the middle ground parties don't get a start. For I think I, I wonder sometimes if, you know, generally speaking, I'm a Liberal voter. If you, but... Is it what your parents voted? They did vote for Liberal. You're an average. Right. No, but look, there was listen, <laughs> there was a long time there from from the time I was able to vote to the time I gave a shit, say yeah. eighteen to twenty five, I voted for the legalization of marijuana oh, party. Wow. So <laughs> and then the sex party and then all the things that mattered really. <laughs> but then you don't know where their preferences are going, so you got another problem. But, you know, as a business owner, you obviously you want to be able to cultivate the economy and, and the capitalist side of it. So that goes against what unions and that are trying to do. So I still I do lean liberal on a lot of things. But the middle ground doesn't get a look in. There'll never be enough delegates for the One Nation Party to get up. There'll never be enough delegates for the Shooter and Fisher Party to get up and make a real difference. We are stuck for the time being with Labor versus Liberal. Yep. Just as America is stuck with Republican versus Democrat, I think we're a little bit lucky here that the gap is narrower between the two as far as philosophies and beliefs and I still think as a culture we are less militant in our beliefs where even if someone is a liberal voter and something comes up that is a crock of shit even though we all voted ScoMo in we all turned on him on a, in, a, in a second when he went to Hawaii Hawaii yeah yeah, yeah so yeah. we're still we've still got our wits about us enough well, where he'll never forget about Hawaii <laughs> you'll never go back <laughs> 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 And, and that's a that's a that that is a positive thing, but we've got to be very very careful because I think we we do tend to follow America in most of the things we do, and I don't know how far behind we are, but we never want to get that militant. We never want to get that opposing where you can't have a conversation without it being. We've got people like that. I mean, you try and have a gun conversation with some people even over here, the the, the brothers that we all know. You try and have a gun conversation with those, not going to end well. <laughs> uh, I wonder sometimes, I'm sitting here, I'm talking about this podcast and other podcasts, whether we make any inroads anywhere. I just wonder sometimes, you know, whether the time that we spend in doing the research and trying to let the world know 
you know, there is a need. We, we're not here to profess we know the truth. Uh, but we're here to really help people realize that, hold on, don't believe a thing. Check it. Look. And then come up with your own opinion. And then the number two things, try and do something about it. Yes, you. Well, that's you, where we all both, get stuck, you know. You we're both have got a business. I've got a business too, and I know our business can really be affected by all this shit that we talk about. Really, uh, so should we just stick to our business and say shit and do nothing around the world about the world affairs? No, I think that um, for us to be able to transcend all of these things and just go into uh, the issue itself and talk about it when we have businesses around that has nothing to do with this, maybe that tells, about, that tells a, quite a lot about the courage that we have. Mm. It, it, yeah. We've been doing this now for quite a number of months and, so we, and we've had quite a few outspoken conversations and we've had some very, very firm stances on some things that are going on in the world and, and you'd be mad not to sit there occasionally and go, oh, how's that going to affect other parts of our life you know we, we're in an industry where well, we're talking about labor and liberal probably 50 percent of the people i sell houses for are liberal and 50 percent of the people i sell houses for are labor so yeah. you can't come out and bag one side or the other is that going to affect your business but look business is one thing and 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 it is what puts food on the table but does should that diminish our our right or our responsibility to speak our truth i don't think so at all and no if someone, i mean if, if you, unless if you're a president of of a country if someone really chooses. if you need an open heart surgery do you really ask the guy are you liberal or, or, or labor exactly. no you just want yeah. To know whether the the surgeon is a great surgeon, yeah. and I and I hope that our clients will see that yeah. is that we we are great at what we're doing. Can sell a house, but do speak what I what I believe. If that's I think know. I think the, if you're in America, <laughs> they they are that as you said before, they are that left far left and right that that would t- alter their decision. I think Australians are smarter than that. Yeah, it but comes we, down to it, I think but we've smarter. I think we've spoken about it on this podcast before too. A lot of people are quiet because of the that fear. There are a lot of smart minds in the country and in, in, in the world and in our business that are have a lot of valid opinions yep. but won't say them publicly for fear of backlash or fear of effect on their business. And I think it's a sad way to be. I think if someone's not going to list their house with me because I don't think something in the world is right, then is that the sort of person I want to be working with anyway and is that going to be the minority? Or... Are more people going to list their house with me because Cam's someone who stands up for what he believes in and whether it's right or wrong or whether he's a stark raving lunatic, he can sell a house and he backs himself up. Yep. I'd, I'd rather take, you know, to put your rose-coloured glasses on, I'd, I'd hope there's more people in the world that think what we're doing is better than, than sitting there and being a sheep and not saying anything and just trying to... Because yeah, the funny thing is about people who don't speak out is they can't keep people happy anyway. Yeah. They're still going to put one foot wrong and get a negative Google review. And it doesn't matter. And, and that's, you know? that's the thing. I think sometimes we're scared to speak out because of the fact of what others are going to say. And uh, when we were talking about uh, George Floyd, one of the words that we kept using were racism. I think the minute that that one word is used, people sort of have a, oh, okay, I'll have to be careful on how I say speak now. Because of that, if they have a, a, an opinion left or right, um, and comes with politics, the same thing. But I think, unlike Americans, Americans, I think Australians can have that sort of uh, intelligent thought process to work out 
and we are not as left and right wing. Well, there's a there's a there's a saying that goes around. I don't know whether it's worldwide or just in Australia, but yeah. the two things you don't talk about are religion and politics. politics. Why not? Why is can't we? Yeah, exact but reason. Yeah. because people are passionate about it. Because it's visceral. Because people are passionate about it. It's visceral, boys. But have a conversation about it. Yeah. No, oh, because guy, I'm average. No, nah, here's the guy who's about to negotiate on your million dollar property, your biggest asset, and you don't want him speaking up for what he believes in. You don't want that sort of person representing you when they're standing across from a buyer and trying to get you as much money as possible. Because but, I'm average. Yeah. Because when I w- went. And uh, check out on the um, uh, gynecologist for my wife when she was delivering the uh, twins. Yeah. I just wanted to know whether he was Labour or Liberal. <laughs> <laughs> because I'm just average thinking. That guy has a rainbow on his Facebook page. <laughs> no. See, he, if he had three nurses, he was Labour. If he had one nurse, he's Liberal. What about two? <laughs> No, no, boys, I, I think that we, we've got a very good area here now. Uh, it's probably time to close here on today. I think we were planning on talking about a lot of things, but uh, that gives us a lot of uh, subject to think about. Cam's a little bit upset about but, the other but research I'm done. Killed 18 trees in the Amazon for this. <laughs> that's okay, that's okay. Man. We're going to go through this. But uh, I, was, I was sitting there and I was thinking, what if I was George Floyd's father, brother, son, what if I was a relative of George Floyd? What would I think right now? Then a guy who went and bought a packet of cigarettes and then sat across the road from where he's conned some people, uh, apparently. What if he just died because he asked the people who were there to protect the community, just get off my back, I need to breathe. And because of just that, he's not around today. I'm sure George Floyd doesn't never wanted riots and looting and all this garbage happening right now. Mm. What if something like this just happened to come out here to this country, beautiful country, because we did not learn the lessons. Mm. And, and I think that this is what we've done today. We raised quite a few questions. And are we going to be the Muhammad Ali and stand by what we believe in? Or are we just going to follow the masses because that's how it's done? Mm. Are we going to really be sitting out here just as people who are just exploring the things that happen in the countries that is supposed to be the number one in the world? Mm. Or are we going to really uh, sit here and look at this and ask ourselves, are we making a difference to our life or are we buying into all those spins? I think that uh, that's one of the things that we've done throughout these subjects, boys. Uh, Thank you very much for uh, your research. I think the non-average people will really enjoy the shit that we've covered. (laughs) Thanks, boys. Thanks, Thanks, mate. mate. Talk soon, boys. Rock and roll.